to me. Um, and I don't really know why I'm here because this room looks spectacular and oh so trendy. So I'm not quite sure that you need me other than the fact that you were just looking to fill a spot. But I thank you for having me tonight. I'm excited to talk about trends because they terrify me. Like they make me sweat from places that I shouldn't talk about sweating in. I just, trends are one of those things like I wear black and white, sometimes gray if I feel fancy. But for the most part, like, as a, as a person on the planet, I really skew towards the classics. I'm, I'm good in the tried and in the true. And even as, as a younger kid, as a teenager in my early 20s, I never really knew how to approach friends. I just felt like I was a little bit off. And so to find myself in an industry, and very specifically in a portion of the industry that is so deeply trend-driven, it's interesting because it's something that's outside my norm. So trying to something that I spend a lot of time researching, I spend a lot of time looking at them, and really kind of saying, like, is, is this thing that is shown up, is this going to be a trend? Or is this going to be quick? Is this going to be a real thing that we all have to pay attention to? Or is it going to go away? And trends happen so fast. I mean, I did this whole presentation. Mindy Weiss goes and creates. Oh, okay. Those aren't working. No big deal. Okay. wedding person would ever put a balloon, I was like, dead. People would come and like, do you want balloons? And I'd have no, I don't want to see But now, I'm So, and this is one of the only places, I think, when it comes to trends, and why I was excited to come and talk to you, because normally, I'm in a room full of wedding planners and wedding professionals, and so to be in a room where we've got catering managers, and we have photographers, and we have videographers, and we have people who are more food-driven, or work in corporate more, it's exciting because it gives me a chance to kind of expand on the trends and see how they translate in other places. Weddings are the only places where we feed the trend to other people. I don't know that anyone here has ever walked into a corporate meeting 
or a gala or a classroom style setting and been like, you know, I could see these chairs at a wedding. It, like that direction doesn't happen. But when you go to a wedding, you'll see something like this and you'll say, or I could do this for my large group. This could be something that opens up my next general session. As a photographer, this is interesting, or with music. So this is one of the only places where we kind of get to feed you guys stuff. So that's an exciting opportunity, but it's also a big responsibility. So when Mindy does this, I have to look at it and go, okay, this is now officially an event. And I predict that everything that happened in the last two weeks the big floral entries, the clusters of anything good, anything big, just like this table up here at front, you have one kind of piece, one motif that's repeated over and over and over again. If you do anything in mass, it just looks beautiful. And that goes for like, which is like, you know, my other form of a balloon. It's the thing that I didn't want to see. But it goes in, you, you put anything together in this great big space. And it looks fantastic. What scares me about it, though, is like we've seen this, and so now we all want it. And now it's on Pinterest, and that's it. Because every single one of us is going to do something with it. Every bride is going to ask for it. And so like, this is an example of a trend gone wrong. I wanted to blow a white in water for two years. I found this client who's like, And then she goes, but can we make the cake a geode? And I was like, God, no. And she's like, I keep seeing them everywhere. I'm like, me too. Which is why I don't want one at your wedding. But she insisted. And we did it. But now, this is for our 2018 that are going to be trending, that I predict you're going to see a lot of, you're going to get a lot of requests for them. You'll get them from your brides, but you're also going to get them from corporate. Because the minute that they happen at a celebrity level, they hit the news. And the minute that they hit the news, they hit the internet. And once they're on the internet, it's all over the place. So the first thing, white on white. Who knew? I don't 
this room? Somebody. He's not here. And Devon. Like, okay. You did. But like, white on white is such a huge thing right now. And it really all started when people got married and she came out in white and everybody was wearing red and all, everything was white. And it looked, it looked romantic and it looked timeless, but it wasn't something that we were all seeing and so it looked so fresh. And so we've taken that from bridesmaids and we've applied it now across the board. We're doing it in ceilings, we're doing it on floors, we're doing it in furniture grouping. And now for corporate groups that have logos or colors that they really want that stuff to kind of be pronounced, a white and white palette is amazing because anything you can imagine is really going to stand out. The way that it's becoming fresh and that it's becoming modern is we're seeing people put a lot of shades of just black and gray because you still have the absence of color, but there's a level of like, it feels very graphic and it doesn't feel as fresh. It doesn't feel like I can't touch it, it's too We've got a lot of metallics. We have a lot of large crystals because crystals and metallics that are gonna throw the light, they'll stop your white on white events from looking really black. I love the fact that we have velvet linens tonight because I'm I go through, what am I going to see? What am I going to hear? When I sit at the table, what am I going to touch and feel? What is it going to taste like and smell like? And so many times people forget about the fact that like, you spend all night doing this on the table. You pick up your food, but you do. You pick up your food, you put it down, you have a napkin in your lap, you drop it. Like, you end up touching all of these things. And when you're working in an unchromatic palette, texture has to be important because all of your other senses are gonna be heightened. You're not looking at multiple colors and multiple shades. So you have to have something else that's interesting to touch or to smell or to see. On the complete opposite end, we have really bold color. And when I say that it's bold color, it's immersive. So it's not just adding a spray tan here and there or a little bit of blush. It's taking color to a whole other Level. The biggest way to do color well is to take one, in my opinion, I don't know what I'm talking about, this could, this could go sideways, but as far as I'm concerned, I think that if you take color, and I, I took one of these and I made it there, this room was so dramatic and so successful. I mean, the first people who were saying it is getting published, and so it's not accurate, just kidding, just kidding. Um, but this, the bride loved purple, and she loved the, the depth of it. Like, she didn't want something super bright. She wanted something that was rich. And that was going to feel almost a little bit nice. And so we did. We started with a really, really heavy purple base. And everything that we added, we never went outside of three shades up or down. Because this way, when you walked in and the carpet was purple, and the lighting was purple, and the flowers were purple, and the linens were purple, and everything was purple, she didn't shine away from making a major statement. And something like this is scary because it can go wrong. You can get there and be like, but when you do it, when you, when you kind of, when you go balls out and you're like, fuck it, I'm in. It's purple. Like when, when you do that and you are able to own it, 
whether it's a wedding or a birthday, whether it's Khloe Kardashian's very Pepto pink baby shower, it's not, it's very unforgettable. And so this is something that we're seeing a lot of. People are really kind of going top to bottom in one color. Florals are being reimagined. And this is something where, um, as for people who are into floral and people who work with flowers, these are living, breathing organisms. And the minute you cut them, they start to die. So working with florals as an architectural statement is always something that's a little bit tricky. You need to find pieces that are really gonna hold up. You need flowers that aren't gonna wilt. Whether you are in Las Vegas, where you have a dead, dry leaf, or you're here in Detroit, where you have to take the environment into account and say, how am I gonna make these flowers something bigger than what they are? And what I make them something more than what they are? So they're showing up in so many different places. We are seeing them architecturally, like in this picture, how we've kind of taken them and gone all the way around the chair. But another thing that we're seeing right now is we're seeing brides wanting to wear them not in their hair, but actually on their person. Like having these fresh flowers woven into their dresses. And for linens, I have a florist making me a table linen of flesh, um, fresh flowers for a wedding this time. And so the entire linen is going to be really awesome and when we're there, she's going to hand-attach fresh flowers to the front of it. So it looks like this whole big floral piece. But that takes a lot. This is much more socially driven. It's not as appropriate for But anything that you're doing that is a gala or a social party, you're going to see a lot of flowers coming in. Service is entertainment. I'm a huge, like, I love service. I came from a hotel background. I did nightlife, I did restaurants, and service was always that one thing. Like, if you go to a restaurant and the food is like, eh, but they've given you great service, you'll go back. You'll forgive, like, maybe the chef had an off night or they had a ticket issue. Or like, there's always a reason. If they treat you well, you will always go back to them. But when the service is bad, everything sucks. And service is like, you can't outthink service. And so bringing service in as a way to entertain people and engage them, as a way to take all those other five senses and heighten it, is huge. One of the things that I really kind of enjoy is like, I mean, I like the male models, don't get me wrong, not my flavor, but if you're into that sort of tall, well-dressed thing. Um, but it's models at the front with the parasols to bring you in, whether it's from the sun or from the cold. When you talk about food and beverage and stations, having people that are interactive with you as a part of the food, as a part of the catering experience, we've got these kind of great rolling display pieces, which is a totally different way, an unexpected way, to bring service into a cocktail hour. We've got you know, the little wine and biting service become interactive and you're entertained by it, especially when they're costumed or they're speaking into an accident or they go to the theme. So service as entertainment is going to be really, really important this year. If your clients aren't asking for it as yet, please recommend it to them, especially if you're catering. Bringing this in will really be such a hiding experience and it's, it's the thing that's thought of last, like that little extra personal touch because it's labor. Nobody likes to pay for labor. 
if they're entertaining you and they're coming in and they're adding some other value, this is super fun. It's just a great time. Am I going too fast, too slow? Anyone? None of you have walked out yet, so this is exciting. And new for me. Return of Uber Elegance. There seemed, I mean, for those of us old enough to remember like 2008, when we were all sad because nobody had any money, and then like you didn't want to make it look like you had too much money, but you had it, but you didn't know. All of a sudden this year, it's been really celebrated. The idea that you can go and that life is good, and which some of you in the room are like, this is a climate. But it's like everyone kind of, I think we've all settled. Like we've all taken a minute, we've caught our breath, and for the most part, like life is good. We're here. We want to celebrate it. We want to make a statement. And the idea that you're going to go in, and if, I think it also comes from a budgeting place, though, if you're going to invest in an event, and all of these events are investments financially and emotionally, if you're going to do that, you really need to get your money's worth. Like, you need to make an investment that pays off in a major way. And so going back to a really true old world level of elegance, bringing a certain amount of grace into it, being able to say, like, we've taken it as far as we wanted to take it, and then we had our strength to pull back. There's, there's a level of understanding here that people are really starting to enjoy. Because when you walk into a room and something is missing, you notice the fact, like, you notice what's missing. But when everything is perfect, you're able to just kind of, like, you're like, you're able to breathe and let go, and now you enjoy the people. Now you enjoy the messaging. Now you're able to take in the experience. And so back in the restaurant days, it was music class, everything where it should be. And so we're seeing that a lot of people now are seeing another moment to talk about the forks, the spoons, the chargers. When do we pull them? How much are we putting on the table? Is it too much? So we're going to see a lot of people taking the events to a really beautiful heightened level. And they're actually matching the dishes with everything else around them because the dishes are becoming a part of the experience. They're becoming a part of the decor. This is another piece that we did that everything here just felt right. Nothing felt overdone. We didn't go crazy with spending money, but every element here worked with everything else. And so nothing is missing. It was just right where we need to be. I am, I don't want to say that I'm over the photo booth, like, I, I love the fact, and I, when I go to an event, if I shaved my legs, I want somebody to take a picture. And, like, I put on lipstick to be here, so somebody needs to make me look pretty in a picture. Right there. corporate and social. You have to, like, what do you mean you don't have a photo booth? But like the traditional photo booths are like, that's over. We have to find something else so that when people go to get their picture taken, that we're hitting them at a lot of different levels. So I know that there's the new mirror photo booth, and I think my friend here has that. Who has the mirror photo booth? Sorry, okay. Those are super fun.
portrait studio is going to be, I predict, in the next really, really big day. It's not nearly as, as produced in terms of, like, you don't have a whole bunch of props, and everybody's not drunk, and half the time your eyes are closed. With a portrait studio, you've created an environment in the corner that makes sense with the rest of your wedding or the rest of your event. You've given people the opportunity to have their photo taken by a professional with lighting so that this picture can now be used as their LinkedIn profile picture, as their resume picture, or on their Instagram. You can, this particular portrait studio did have props because it was a really young couple and they were super fun. But older people, people that were in the generation above the bride and groom, they loved the fact that they could go and get their photo taken and they looked regal and they looked dignified and they looked their most beautiful and handsome. And the younger kids could still go in and they could still shoot them up on Instagram. And they were able to do graphics and they were able to send them on social. But this is a really beautiful way of taking somebody's picture so that they're proud to use it. So photo booths are gonna be elevated. They're all gonna have extra stuff that you didn't expect. And the portrait studio is gonna be another big deal. They're not gonna let you guys have dessert or more wine until I stop talking. So I'm gonna get you through these next three. Graphics will be monogrammed. There was a time where like, we put monograms on everything. You had your initial on all of it. It's another thing that's kind of become expected. There's other ways to personalize things. And with vinyl and with 3D printing and the ability to sketch something and very quickly scan that and turn it into a design or a motif, you can put graphics everywhere now. Up at the top, there's some gorgeous laser-cut kind of edged menus that are so beautiful. They're very personal to the creator and the people who are looking at them, but they don't have, like, they're not stamped with your name. Um, you've got them, you can create them and put them out on the backs of mirrors, you can put them on paper. You can use that and frame it on your photo booth or on another piece that you're going to be printing. And then this particular motif, become something that is carried through because all of our events are branded now. Because people are brands and brands are people and we're all acting like one and the same when it comes to social. So if you can get a graphic, if you don't have a graphic designer, if you don't have somebody that you work with who can create just a swirl, there are so many places that you can go online, whether it's Fiverr or just Canva or some place that has them for free. And again, you take it, you blow it up, you use it in mass, and it becomes a really beautiful accent that you're going to be able to use again and again. So I don't like anything rusty. Just um, I like for me, I don't do burlap. I don't do the outdoors, I don't do mason jars, like all of that kind of stuff. I'm from New York originally. You probably couldn't tell because most people hear me talk and they're like, oh, well, no, no, I'm actually from Long Island. Um, but like, I wasn't raised in that environment. And I look at all these pictures and I look at all this stuff and I'm like, God, it's pretty. But I don't, I don't get it because that wasn't, that wasn't my reality. And so hopefully there's a few of you in this room who are like, yeah, I don't get it either because I'm from Detroit and you know, we don't have barns here. Do you have barns here? You do? Never mind. I don't know why I said that. Somebody else wrote this section of the slide. 
are being elevated. You want them to feel a little bit more settled. And so instead of being like barnyard, rustic, mason jar, mace trim, we're seeing a lot of Tuscan elements come in, a lot of European things. We're seeing some of the more muted metallics. We're seeing a lot of lemon which I think is kind of funny because it's such a bold color, but lemons and citrus are going to be everywhere. I actually think you're gonna see a lot of orange here. I think that orange is one of those colors that's meant to be used for a while and it's gonna come back because it can be done really well. But we're seeing a lot of muted metals, we're seeing a lot of big leaves. So nothing is small, nothing is dainty, everything is there to make a statement right now. So you're gonna see a lot more Tuscan and European looks. And fevers are back, which I love. If you guys are not familiar with White Hops, go online, check them out. They create all custom branded, beautiful boxes and pieces. Um, they're, I, I don't know them personally, it's not an ad, I have no affiliation, but the stuff they're doing is really exciting. And I think when you look at all the other trends and everything else that's bringing us here, you have people spending more money. You have people making a bigger investment. They want their environment to look and feel really special and very highly curated. And so as planners and as the custodians of the industry, as the people who are producing these things, we are helping them set a tone that says this matters. This moment, this event, this group of people matters so much that the client is making this effort. And it's an appropriate gesture, and it's a really beautiful thing for the person who's hosting it to then turn around and say, we appreciate you. And really, that's what the favor is. For a long time, the photo booths were taking the place of favors. People were like, they're gonna get the picture from the photo booth. I don't need to give them a favor. Now that the photo booth has become so ingrained in our culture, People are wanting to do something extra. They're wanting to do something special. And so giving them a token to say, like, you took the night off, maybe you traveled, you got dressed up, you got a babysitter, you came to be with us, and it matters, and we need to gift you with something, is a really special opportunity for a client or a couple to just acknowledge what their guests have had to contribute in order to be there for this one moment. Um, it's, it's, bless you. It's also a great branding opportunity, and weddings are branded, but for companies to be able to get, like, if I get another notepad with, like, your logo on it, I don't care. But I'll make a cookie with your name on it. Like, that I'll do. I'll take something home that's pretty and artistic in your color palette or with your graphic design motif, and I'll put that on my desk. But I want to, like, and I know these say your names because they're weddings. But for corporate groups, if you can find a way to gift someone something that speaks to who you are, it goes a long way these days. Last but not least, we are coming back inside, which is super exciting for me, because all of the outdoor stuff is hot. And it's, or it's cold. It's just, it's unpredictable. I have no ceiling. I can't hang anything from the sky. Like, I can't suck the gravity out of this area and put something up there. And so to be able to come back into four walls and to have absolute, complete control of your environment, where you can bend this room to your will, is something that's becoming really attractive to people again. For a while, people wanted to get out of the ballrooms and they wanted to get out of the spaces like this because they thought, oh, we were in a ballroom all day, or we were here. People are going back in 
for the very specific reason that they can do whatever they want. And as an industry, we've kind of taken a lead and said, we can transform your space. It can be more than just a box. It can be more than just these four walls. And so people are kind of responding to that and they're seeing the things that we're doing, whether it's with lighting or acoustic, drapery or sound. People want to come back inside, which is really kind of fantastic because it gives us a lot of control and it means that as well. So I'll give you a really, really quick rundown in case you guys are, and if anyone wants these, let me know. I'm happy to send slides to anyone so you don't have to do like any of the other stuff. But white on white with shades of black and gray is going to be a quick trend. You're going to see color saturation. Florals are going to be reimagined just like on this beautiful bride. We have service as an interactive element, a return of Uber elegance. The photo booth is going to be yielding to the portrait studio and or a piece that has something extra built into it. We're going to see monograms moving out of the way so that graphics can come back in. Tuscan accents are going to be big. We're going beyond the printed pick to fingers, and we are coming back inside. Those are my big 10 plus the bonus from our friend Mindy Weiss, who decided to throw a wrench into my program. That is who I am and how to find me. On a personal note, I have to say, I have never been to Detroit. Um, this is my first time being here. And it's, it's special for me on two reasons. First of all, there are some people here that I truly, truly love. People who respond to my emails, who take my phone calls, who follow me on social media, and who have made me feel like a part of something bigger than my little Sin City town. And so for that, I am incredibly grateful. The other thing is, you guys have really good food. Like, outside of this, I got to eat some Iraqi food, and the food here is legit. Um, but lastly, when I, started, when I started my business seven years ago, the first thing I did was like, well, I have to tell people, so I should go to a NACE event. <laughs> because I, I did, there was no other place to start, because NACE specifically is, it's an industry standard, and it's a classic, which makes me happy, but it's also a group of people in the community that is committed to trends, and not just trends in my own tiny little corner of the world but a community that will take things and pull from and borrow education where there's a lot of sharing of information. And so as far as I'm concerned, there's absolutely no place I would rather be tonight. Thank you for making me feel so at home. I really appreciate it. Thank you for not leaving. And if you have any questions, I am more than happy to answer them. Are there any questions? Okay, then I'm going to step away. I'm at this table where nobody can murder me. So if you'd like to come up, just don't come from the back. Come from the front so I can see you. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. Andrew, you rock. I, thank you. Well High five. Yes, I love her. She's the best. I'm, I'm Andrea. Andrea. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. That I was supposed to be my name. Oh, wonderful. My mom was going to name me Andrea. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andrea. <laughs>